Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 48 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post from April 27th, 2015, and it's titled Some Highlights from Last Week's Kaizen Live Event at Franciscan St. Francis Health. So back on April 22nd and 23rd, I collaborated with Joe Schwartz and a countless number of his colleagues to host 24 visitors from different health systems and an Indiana state government organization to learn about the Kaizen approach to continuous improvement firsthand at Joe's health system, Franciscan St. Francis Health in Indianapolis. So I was taking notes, I guess, if you will, through uh, Twitter. I've got a link to all my quotes and you see some pictures if you go uh, to the website at leanblog.org slash audio 48. But here's a few highlights uh, from uh, the non-Gemba parts of uh, the workshop, and, and there'll be future posts about this. So about the welcome and the greetings. You know, in the uh, Franciscan tradition, the meeting was started with uh, a prayer and invocation from Sister Martha Ann. She's one of the five nuns uh, who still own and run the hospital, and she's also a certified Lean Sigma Green Belt. So appropriately, Considering the type of improvement work we all do, she invoked the serenity prayer in her remarks, which is, of course, O oh God, give us the serenity to accept what cannot be changed, the courage to change what can be changed, and the wisdom to know the one from the other. Then we also had some opening remarks from their CEO, Bob Brody. And you might be happy to hear that you know, the memory and the principles of uh, W. Edwards Deming are alive and well at Franciscan. Brody said, the first thing to do is drive out fear. It's not people, it's processes that fail. And he added, we're constantly looking for ways to improve our own performance, improve the value and services for our patients. It adds up. And he also said, continual improvement is absolutely necessary if we're going to survive. Well, then their chief nursing officer, Susan McRoberts, gave a longer talk about the Kaizen approach and their journey toward being a culture of continuous improvement. And she said, there have been a lot of fads, but Lean Six Sigma is not one of them. It works. So why do they do Kaizen? Well, as their CNO said, because it saves time, it's data-driven, it makes life easier, because it's short and sweet, it can be for the most part generalized, and because it changes the culture. And that was a key point for the attendees, the idea that the practice of Kaizen leads to a culture of continuous improvement. One attendee commented that she had basically gotten stuck in a trap where they felt like they couldn't try Kaizen practices because they didn't have the right culture in place. But I tell you, no one has ever had that culture in place when they started, and the attendees learned a powerful lesson about this, or they were reminded of that. So a few other comments from McRoberts. She said, sometimes people have to break the rules to innovate, but you need to balance being careful with that because lives are at stake. So that's an important point. You know, it has to be okay for people to quote unquote make mistakes, but that doesn't give people a blank check to act recklessly. You know, we need to find the right balance. She added that healthcare people are good at making things work for the patient, but often through workarounds. You know, Kaizen shouldn't be a workaround. And we have to help staff realize when they're just working around a bad process and instead of doing maybe what they should do of fixing the root cause of the problem. And you have to help create an environment where people can speak up, as uh, McRoberts said, you know, uh, they encourage people to not accept things that aren't working for you and the patient and to report problems. And she also talked about how leaders need to be helpful instead of being the boss. You know, she said it's easy for senior leaders to forget the frontline staff or the experts, that they need to change from being, quote unquote, a suit 
to being a coach and a resource. And if individuals struggle with Kaizen, then it's the responsibility of the leader to help fix that, to help people instead of blaming them as being bad people. As McRoberts said, if people can't do Kaizen, that's on me as a leader because my job is to develop them. And as a nurse, McRoberts realizes that it's all about the patient and the need to improve their care. You know, she said, Kaizen can't be all about money. Focusing on the patient experience is important, but they do try to add up a cost savings when they see it, and they have the finance department validate large savings. As she said, some Kaizen's resort, uh, result in enormous cost savings and a better patient experience. And she finished her comments with praise for Joe Schwartz, who, who I'll add is incredibly humble. Um, you know, she said, that employee engagement is everything and that Joe is a humble role model who lives their values. And, and Kaizen fits with the hospital values and in particular, the Franciscan values. So before we went on the first of our uh, visits to three different departments, Joe Schwartz talked about the current state of Kaizen at Franciscan and what their current challenges are. You know, they measure the percentage of employees who formally participate in what they call their quick and easy Kaizen program. Last year, it was 38%. Their goal this year is 50%. And their long-term goal is to have everybody participate. In the early days of their Lean Sigma approach, they didn't have a robust approach to continuous improvement. Joe said they learned that Lean wasn't very powerful without Kaizen. And you have to help people see the benefits of Kaizen, what's in it for them and their patients. As Joe said, you can't just hope for change. You have to show people the tangible benefits of uh, improvement through before and after comparisons and then let people take action. And when you show real examples of Kaizen improvements, especially small stuff, people say, oh, I can do that. And then they participate. And that was a key lesson for one attendee who's gonna go back and do a better job of showing people examples of the types of Kaizen improvements that they're looking for to get started. You know, the little stuff, not million dollar ideas. And as Joe, Joe said, Every Kaizen we share broadly is a message to staff. Start small, uh, low-cost improvements, make work easier and more enjoyable. And Joe said people are also more eager to learn after they've tried Kaizen. If they stub their toe in the process, give them coaching and help and encourage them to keep going. Now, I'd like to emphasize, I think everybody struggles with Kaizen at first, and that's okay. That's to be expected. Joe said they're teaching all of their employees to be change agents, you know, and keeping it simple, that people get better at this over time. But I would add, you need coaching and support rather than, I think, you know, Franciscan knows this, where you, you don't leave people to flounder. You need to find ways to make them want to participate in Kaizen. Now, Joe's team and his performance improvement department has shifted from leading projects to more coaching and mentoring of others. They focus on not trying to change people, but trying to get them to participate in Kaizen so they change themselves. And, you know, Joe added, again, don't try to change the culture. By practicing Kaizen, changing what people do, that changes the culture. Joe added that, you know, people absorb, do a better job of absorbing large change when they participate in small change every day. And if Kaizen is too much of a time burden on managers, they're probably taking, trying to take too much of it on themselves instead of de uh, delegating and coaching. And that was a lesson repeated by all the managers that we talked to and visited. The role of managers is not to collect suggestions and to do all of the work themselves. And then Joe talked about how they improved, how they've improved the emergency department 
by breaking down a big problem into lots of small, smaller Kaizens. That their large-scale ER transformation was sequential Kaizen, you know, lots of PDSA. They made changes that helped staff and patients. Their ER patient satisfaction went from the 13th percentile to the 65th, and they're still improving. They cut their door-to-doc time in half. And they improved uh, inpatient satisfaction from the 38th to the 74th percentiles by, again, breaking down that big problem into smaller Kaizen chunks. And then Joe talked about, finally, the spread of Kaizen, that they've successfully used Kaizen in their three Indianapolis hospitals, but the larger, quote, Franciscan Alliance organization has hospitals in other parts of Indiana and the Chicago area. And they've tried to spread these practices, but Joe's lesson from trying to spread Kaizen is that it fizzled without a dedicated resource at those sites to champion and coach and track the efforts. And Joe and the parent health system, Franciscan Alliance, are going to try again to spread Kaizen to all of the hospitals learning from that past attempt. So in future blog posts, I'll be sharing thoughts about the Gemba visits to the NICU, where I helped host. People also went to the pharmacy and endoscopy. And I'll also share some other thoughts from the discussions and sessions led by different department directors. So if you'd like to learn more, if you'd like to sign up about being notified for a possible future workshop, I think Joe and I are going to partner up to do this again, then please contact us. You can find a link to do so at leanblog.org slash audio 48. Podcasts are sponsored by Kinexus, where we're passionate about helping the world improve and innovate more effectively with our web-based software. Learn more at www.makeimprovementhappen.com.